0: The following is audio from The Refuge Church. Every sermon is an invitation to understand, obey, and enjoy God. More information about The Refuge Church is available at therefugechurch.us. ...for these uh, missions, uh, these uh, faith-based organizations in this community. Uh, Lord, I just uh, thank you for all of Crest. I thank you for Children of the Nation... I thank you for the important mission that they have uh, in this world, uh, both locally and around uh, the world. I pray for just your blessing. I pray for many hands uh, uh, and feet uh, to serve. I ask for blessing uh, financially, uh, blessing uh, in just uh, connecting with families and communities. Uh, Lord, I uh, ask simply for your sustaining power uh, and that you would uh, pour out fruit uh, in both of these uh, programs. Uh, Lord, I also ask for the audience that are here, just, uh, Lord, you that you would reveal uh, what you would have them do. Uh, Lord, I just praise you. Thank you. Give you today in your son's name. Amen. So, some, I look out this morning, and I realize second service. There's a lot of people that don't know me, uh, so let me introduce myself. I'm uh, Patrick Still. Uh, my nine to five job during the week uh, is uh, with youth programs at the Coffee Oasis, uh, and then I moonlight a little bit as a uh, elder and pastor of the Refuge Church. Um, uh, want to talk a little bit about the Coffee Oasis just briefly. Uh, Coffee Oasis, you're sitting in a Coffee Oasis today. If you don't know us, uh, we're a faith-based organization that works with homeless youth uh, ages 13 to 25. Uh, We've been uh, around since 1997. Uh, Our focus uh, is to bring the hope to the pain on the streets. Um, we do this in several different ways. We have lots of, uh, programs, but I won't bore you with those programs today. They're, uh, I will just say if you're intrigued with the Coffee Oasis and don't, uh, know us, uh, come and find me. Uh, I'll be lurking around afterwards. Uh, I do want to bring, to attention a couple events coming up for the Coffee Oasis. Uh, there's an event on the 22nd of November uh, called the Night of Thanksgiving. This is a large d- dinner, a night that youth in our programs and staff and volunteers get to hang out and just share what they're thankful w- uh, for together and share a meal. If you're a volunteer or a person that has volunteered with us in the past and you're interested in uh, this type of uh, activity, uh, come find me uh, and we can talk about scheduling you uh, in for the 22nd. Um, Also, Family Christmas Project, December 20th. This is our annual Christmas party. We also do uh, a sponsorship of gifts uh, on Sunday mornings, uh, I believe starting next Sunday morning, you'll start seeing slides uh, about how you can sponsor a youth. I uh, also would love for you just to come and share time uh, with our staff and our uh, youth if you are uh, a volunteer for the Coffee Oasis. Um, just some things coming up uh, in that relationship. Uh, Orphan Sunday. Orphan Sunday. Um I, I was asked to come and speak uh on Orphan Sunday and I don't know if I'm always the best qualified uh to speak. Uh I I will say uh within the life of this organization, the Coffee Oasis, um I started as a very young man. I was I think I was only like twenty four uh in and, and i'm not 24 anymore um uh however as a young man um in starting uh in this uh ministry um, i i lived a life that was very set apart from other people uh i i'm an observer by uh, nature uh, if you get ten words out of me in a meeting, it's it's um, reckless. Um, um, however, I came into relationship with some youth uh, through uh, one of the drop-in centers, and I found a group of youth that I dearly love. Uh, a, a group of youth that weren't easy but was very lovable and very open. And I don't know over 22 years if I've made much impact uh, in, the, in the lives of youth. I will say that they have made a great impact in me. Um, a uh, individual that... Um, I like to order room service. I like to hang out on beaches. I like comfort. And I started into a ministry that, uh, there's nothing comfortable about what we do. Um, and, and I found great joy in that. And I think that's probably what qualifies me, uh, for being here. Uh, is that, um, particular background. I I teased in the first service, so I'll tease in the second service. Uh, Last week, uh, my brother uh, Daniel uh, uh, says, uh, Pat, the mother Teresa of uh, Kitsap County will be here to talk about these things. Yeah, I, I think that's picked up on Facebook that and And someone's gonna go, "No, I don't see Pat as mother teresa um uh i He first said this about me when um when we were talking at an open town meeting uh in Tacoma uh and my reaction was, I'm gonna neck chop him uh right in front of everybody uh uh and And last week when he joked about it, I uh, wanted to stand up and run down the aisle and neck chop him. Uh, uh, Having said all that, um, youth have become near and dear to my life. Um, I uh, can't imagine um, doing anything other than spending time with youth. Uh, and I have a few crazy uh, individuals that are willing to do those things with me. Um, I want to touch uh, base uh, a little bit today and talk a little bit about what Scripture says about orphans and widows, and I want to touch base a little bit about the importance of that. And I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about this from a selfish uh, uh, shelf selfish standpoint in doing this work, what is the impact in you? In, in working with uh, widows and um, orphans, what is the impact in you? And then through you, what is the impact to the world? Um, I'm going to spend a little bit in James uh, 1, 19 through 27. And uh, before we dive into this passage, uh, I just want to say the writer of uh, James, uh, he's a very practical guy. Um, The writer of James, uh, if I was to boil down his words is, if you believe something, your actions better uh, prove it. Uh, If you are to believe uh, in something, uh, you don't give that lip service, but you actually live in such a way that it proves what you believe. Um, So you might feel that some of these passages here are a little bit black and white and cut, cut to the bone a little bit. Uh, but that's who James is because he, he is a guy that believes, uh, your beliefs should impact what you do. Um, starting in 19, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone who is, uh, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry because, uh, human anger does not Uh, produce the righteousness that god desires therefore get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent uh, and uh, humbly accept the word planted in you which uh, that can save you do not merely listen to the word uh, so to deceive yourselves do what it says uh, everyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who uh, looks at its face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets uh, what he is looking uh, like. Uh, but whoever uh, looks intensely uh, into the perfect law and uh, gives That gives freedom and continues in it, uh, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, uh, they will be blessed in whatever they do. Those who uh, consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God, our Father, accepts uh, as pure and flawless is this: to look after orphans and widows in their distress, and keep yourself uh, from uh, being blotted uh, or polluted by the uh, world. Um, mouthful there, a lot of a lot of do this, don't do that kind of phrases in. Uh, this uh, passage. And if, if I was to boil down this passage, uh, I would say there's kind of two camps that uh, James is talking about here. You can either be saddled with the one, one that has called you into this religion and take on that identity or take on his word, or take on his spirit that controls your speech, or controls your uh, actions, or you can be saddled uh, with the world. And you see this uh, repeatedly in this passage. It says, put off the evil that prevails and I, I believe the evil that prevails, he's talking about the systems of the world there. He also uh, says, uh, guard your uh, time, I mean, guard your tongue uh, in this evil world. There's this idea that there will always be this struggle between acting your, your, in your identity and holding to the word, and there will always be this uh, struggle with the conformity of the world. And uh, James is a type of guy that says, let your actions uh, reflect what you believe. So we get to the end of this passage where there's this struggle between the world and, uh, and being in the image of God, being in his likeness, uh, finding yourself so, living in a way that is right with the word. And he ends with verse 27. And he says, A religion uh, that God the Father accepts and uh, sees as pure and flawless is taking care of orphans and widows uh, in their distress and not being polluted by this world. And this particular passage is where we're going to linger a little bit uh, today. Um, This particular verse, and I'm going to actually jump from the end and work my way back a little bit. I want to talk a little bit, no, no, to 27 please um, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, keeping yourself from being uh, polluted by the world and why this is important um, there's a, a verse that talks uh, a great deal about uh, pollution of the world and it's found in first John uh, 2 15 through 17 if we could go there Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, um, the love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father but from the world. The world and its desires pass away But whoever does the will of God lives forever. So we all operate in in this system or we're affected by this system uh, in the world. This idea of being constantly bombarded by things to gratify our lustful flesh. These things to gratify our lustful uh, eyes, this thing that causes pride of life, and that's around us all the time. And and it's so easy to give into because it's in us and around us all the time. N- One great thing about the previous verse, the 27 uh, verse of James, is in focusing on your community and individuals in your community, it takes your eyes away from here and your desires and puts it on two things usually. On the person of Christ that's leading your way in doing that service, and two on another individual, so it doesn't become about me. That that pride of life, that lust. How how uh, I think this contributes why this type of service to uh, to orphans and widows and those that are in need is so important because it gets us away from being here and being stuck in our heads and being stuck in our own desires and soon you are uh, following up uh, with the Lord about those that are around you and those that are in need. And it all of a sudden doesn't become about uh, me. And that's why I think James is is correct in some way that this is a flawless and pure ministry. Because it takes your eyes away from us. I I do realize... Uh, over my time of uh, years here, you can do uh, ministry with your eyes firmly uh, placed on yourself. I've, I've uh, experienced that uh, in my own life. Um, however, it's ineffective and unproductive often and uh, leads to lots of frustration. Um. I think the importance of this type of mercy being shown to orphans, widows, those that are, are uh, crippled, uh, those that are shut in, those that uh, need uh, community, the importance of this is, one, it is very contradictory to uh, the world we live in. So it shines very brightly. Different system. Two, why why do I think uh, um, ministry to orphans and widows uh, is pure and flawless? Uh, is two, it points to the one that loves us, and it points to the one that loves them. Um, uh, I use this verse. Uh this, uh this week I spoke this verse uh, during um, my manager's meeting because I was feeling a little weary. And I felt that they were feeling a little weary. And we sat and talked about how Christ is encouraging us. And then we talked a little bit about what he's leading us to do in service. And I'd like to go to Philippians 2, uh, 1 through 11. Therefore, you have any encouragement from being united with Christ. If you have any comfort uh, from his love, if any common sharing in his spirit, if any tenderness or compassion, then make your joy complete uh, by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and uh, of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather than humility, uh, value others above yourself. Not looking to your own interests, but uh, each of you to the interest of others. If your uh, relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God uh, something to be uh, used in a, to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, being taken on a very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should uh, bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There's a lot being said there. Uh, Let me summarize a little bit here. If there's any encouragement from being connected to God through his love for you. In the same way that he served you, you ought to serve others. Let me talk a little bit about how we were loved by Jesus. We were loved by Jesus while we were still sinners. He was beaten and broken. He shed his blood. He died on a cross while we were still hostile to him. And in that act, he also gave us a new identity. We became an heir with him in the heavenly realms. We're seated with him uh, in the uh, highest of high. That's how he loved us. Why we were uh, still pursuing sin, he came And he left the things that were comfortable to him or easy uh, or intimate. And he came to a world that didn't know him and he washed our feet and he bled and he died for us. So we can be uh, his children. And in the same way, If we take any encouragement from that on a daily basis, we in the same way should go and serve. Taking on that same nature. Humbling ourselves before uh, those that he puts in our path. Knowing that the only difference is is, uh, God has called us right alongside them. Why I think uh, ministry of the orphans uh, and widows uh, is so important is, uh, one, it's unlike the world. Two, it gives a catalyst, allow us to speak of the one that loves us and show that same love uh, to those around us. It, it calls us away uh, from ourselves and calls us to the person of Christ. And that's our only hope in uh, sharing in this world. The last reason I think it's important uh, is um, we've, we've been going through uh, this series of what did Jesus say? Jesus said what? And we've talked a lot about uh, um, the children. Uh, you, uh, Like a month ago, you look back that uh, the children are coming to Jesus, and because of maybe the pride of uh, the disciples, they hold back the children. And Jesus just wants to see this. Open faith and loves these kids and uh, and rebukes his uh, disciples and says no bring the children here. He Jesus loves the children. And when I read verses like Jesus died for the whole world, I I lump in my thinking Jay, a youth out of Tacoma, into that. Uh, um, phrase when I um, when I hear verses like uh, Jesus came not to condemn but to save the world, I lump in uh, a youth that I met uh, out of uh, Kingston last week in that phrase I can't determine that for, for uh, that youth but I know Jesus loves that youth and died for him or her and that may not be realized yet or may never be realized but I know that uh, Jesus did that for them because he loves them just as he showed his love for me so some questions coming out of these verses. Some questions in application. How are you putting off the ways of the world? Um, it In Romans 8 talks about uh, that we're no under, longer under the control of the world, but we're under the control of the spirit. It um, says put off those things. Uh, Of the world. How are we. How are you putting off the things of the world. How are you not gratifying. uh, The cravings. uh, Of the flesh. Or the lust of the eyes. Or walking in that system of pride of life. How can you show the love of Christ today. Uh, James would uh, say that. That that act of uh, faith in Jesus should lead to action. How are you showing the love of Christ today? And finally, where are you serving? Um, uh, Let me pray and we can close. Lord, I just uh, thank you and praise you. Um, As we, um, just as Rosie shared earlier, your ministry doesn't begin and end on one day, Uh, Lord. um, We're we're talking about orphans today. Um, However, we are always surrounded by need. Um, Who's going to go if it isn't us? I pray that, uh, Lord, that you uh, would show your love and your grace today, and that as we continue to fall deeper in love with you, that you would ask us to do wonderful things in your name. Just praise you and thank you in your Son's name. Amen.